You're listening to Khan Podcasts. Oded Ravivi, mayor of Ifrat, has pushed back against calls for the dismissal of senior military commanders in the wake of recent terror attacks. Ravivi said security forces are doing everything they can to keep Israelis safe and to fight terror, and they must be supported. Ravivi also spoke to reporter Naomi Segel about Batsheva Nigri, the beloved kindergarten teacher in Ifrat who was murdered in yesterday's terrorist attack near Hebron. Batsheva wasn't just an ordinary kindergarten teacher. Uh, she actually moved to Efrat when she was a youngster, a, a teenager. Um, her family moved over, and since then, uh, her siblings were educated in the educational system in Efrat. They were raised in Efrat. They were part of the community for over 30 years. Uh, I personally knew them for those 30 years. I was a neighbor of theirs. Um, it was uh, an experience to see this family grow up with uh, the happiness of a family and see Batsheva choosing to become a kindergarten teacher. And after uh, exploring different uh, places of work, she chose to come and work in Efrat. And she was a really loved kindergarten teacher. She was one of our popular and demanded uh, kindergarten teachers. Uh, parents who knew that their kids would uh, study in her class the following year were extremely calm and relieved to know that that was the place that their kids were going to be the following year. And unfortunately, the terror attack yesterday uh, brought a lot of grief, not just to the immediate intimate family, but also to the hundreds of kids that she has educated uh, throughout the years and also the kids that they were expecting to see her on the 1st of September and that that now don't know who is going to be their kindergarten teacher for next year. So what steps are being taken, at least in this immediate period of time, to try and be in touch with the families, with the communities, how to deal with this? So unfortunately, we are experienced with uh, tragic events like this. Uh, Just a few months ago, we had the uh, terror attack, which killed uh, the mother and the two daughters of the D family. And we understand that when we have such an uh, incident, the circles of people that we need to attend are large and big with different uh, needs. In this specific circumstances, uh, there are a lot of kindergarten teachers that we have on a regular basis, meetings for the whole group of kindergarten teachers. So they were very united. They were a very close group, even though they work in different facilities and different sites of the uh, town. And they were very close, so they all knew Batsheva very closely, and we need to, them, to deal with them. We need to deal with the parents of kids and that were supposed to attend that specific kindergarten or that uh, attended that specific kindergarten last year. And we need to attend to the hundreds of kids that went through uh, education by her in her kindergarten, which um, is a different age group, different challenges, and we're trying through the social services and uh, social workers uh, to try and see how we can actually assist the people in this griefing time. In addition to this emotional component, there is also the broader situation. We're hearing talk that we're in the midst of a wave of terror attacks. I don't know if you would define it that way. You certainly mentioned other uh, security events that had happened and how to address this issue. I'm sure that's something that you must also be facing and dealing with all the time. And we are seeing debate over 
uh, whether Israeli security establishment should take other kinds of measures to deal with this. There are some calling for closing roads and blockading Palestinian towns and uh, more uh, broader military measures against the terror infrastructure. You know, every uh, incident, every terror attack, every casualty, every uh, murder of an innocent civilian is uh, is shocking. It drains a lot of energy out of you, and you can definitely drown within the swamp of worries, fear, and grief. I try in situations like this to show empathy and sympathy to the people who uh, are grieving, who are in pain. Uh, but to the larger community, I am try to show the wider picture. And that is that at the end of the day, the vast majority of days, people commute, travel to work, go to school, go to studies, and uh, go shopping, and they come back home safely. And we need to understand that the incidents that actually do happen and do uh, occur and do uh, take the lives of innocent people are a very small minority of incidents. We should definitely not take that as something that we accept or that we take uh, as, a, as a given, but we need to focus on the half cup which is full and to try and focus on uh, the fact that the majority of the people uh, are not extremists and do want to live peacefully one alongside the other. And by that, maybe to help people to uh, overcome um, the, the rock and the shake of uh, such an incident. How can the Israeli security forces, do you feel they should take different kinds of measures to create a safer situation or should there be a different kind of framework to try to address this situation in general, not just from the security standpoint? So, I mean, I hear the different voices and I definitely think that in a democratic society, people are allowed to express their opinions and suggestions. Uh, but I have a feeling that people are taking it to an extreme because there are calls of demand that the chief of staff will uh, be fired, the commander of the central district in the IDF will be fired, as if they're personally responsible for what's happening. And here again, we need to put it in, in the right framework and in the right perspective. Um, for years, for decades, uh, there have been terror attacks. There has been the cost of innocent people paying with their lives because there are people living around us who don't want us here and don't want us to exist and don't want the state of Israel to exist. And different efforts in different times by different governments have always taken place in order to try and minimize these uh, terror attacks to the minimum that's possible. Uh, I am personally an officer uh, in the reserve I know the chief of staff for over 35 years. I have full confidence that all these heads of security forces and all those who are under their command are doing everything in their power in order to prevent terror attacks like this. And when they actually do occur, I remind myself that that is an event that has succeeded where they have managed to, uh, um, to prevent hundreds of other terror attacks by very accurate intelligence by special forces who know how to raid and capture terrorists before they even get out of their houses. And we need to, at this time, strengthen the security forces and say to them that we have full confidence in their actions and to stop giving them suggestions as if, as if we know better than them 
how they should do their professional job. Do you think the political echelon has different ideas about how they should do their job, that there should be some kind of shift in uh, Israel's security stance in Judea and Samaria? You know, I've been the mayor for 15 years. I don't even remember how many ministers of defense we had during this period. The state of Israel has been in existence for 75 years. We've had different governments from different parties with different defense ministers. There were terror attacks throughout this period with different policies. I don't think we need to give the reasoning for these terrorists as to explain why they actually did a terror attack. And we need to remember that these are people who don't want to see a Jewish state existing in this region, and it doesn't even matter what the borders of that Jewish state are going to be. And we need to try and catch these people who want to uh, kill innocent people before they actually succeed doing that. How do we do that? I think the Israeli security forces in the past years have definitely developed unbelievable uh, skills of uh, very accurate intelligence with very uh, accurate operations that in the past we might have seen them in science, scientific, uh, science fiction movies that we saw that these are dreams. But the, this is the reality of how Israeli civilians are protected today. And there's always a, a need uh, for improvement, but I don't think that there's something which is done which is completely uh, not right that we can say that if we only change the mode of operation, we'll manage to bring to a different reality. Would you agree that there is some kind of uptick in the number of events or there is perhaps a greater prevalence of weapons uh, that have been are being directed against Israelis in Judea and Samaria? Or you're looking at this in a broader arc of the years in the region? I, I don't think there's a contradiction in the two options that you gave me. Uh, being able to buy weapons today in Judea and Samaria is definitely easier than what it was in the past. And we see a massive amount of weapons coming in through the border of Jordan, a border that in the past we used to treat as a peace border with absolutely very little safety measurements. And today we know for a fact that that is one of the ways that weapons are coming into Judea and Samaria, but also into other parts of Israel. We see that also in the rise of violence within the uh, Arab society where there's more and more murders. Uh, I think on the whole, you can say about society today that uh, there are more extremists and more violent actions are being taken place. I think after COVID, we see that people have less, less patience. And I think it's a contri- contribution of all these facts together. And I think that's where the security forces and uh, policymakers need to adjust to changing times, to changing realities, and to do uh, the appropriate changes in order to make sure that uh, things are up to the same standard of safety and security. I think, as I said before, throughout history, there was a group of people that didn't want a Jewish state in this region, and they did whatever they could in order to uh, destroy the state of Israel or not even have it uh, established when they could. They have been unsuccessful up until today. They definitely seek opportunities whenever they see them. And for some reason, they think that at the moment they can maybe have more opportunities than in the past. And it's our responsibility to make sure that these opportunities are close to a minimum to prevent more innocent people being hurt or killed, God forbid.